Good morning, everybody. I'm Troy, and I am an addict. Man, I haven't done this in like three days. I'm so excited. I can't stand it. Um, my whole way here today was ringing in my head exactly what I wanted to do. Not because, not because I decided, but the world decided around me. As soon as I left my road and I rounded the corner, I saw this old beat-up Scion. Like I, I, I want to say it was one of those XBs, the little boxy ones. And sitting on the side of the road covered in stickers, fucking had a spare tire, on, you know, that had the little donut tire on one, and the other tire was flat. The guy was standing in front of it looking at it, and I thought to myself as I ran the corner, well, it's a frame-up restoration day, isn't it? <laughs> so I want to talk about frame-up restoration. Um, who's heard me do this before? All right. So for those of you who've heard me do it before, I apologize. For those of you who haven't, you're welcome. Um, so when we get into recovery, especially early recovery, um, where's my mechanics? If, if I got mechanics in the room, raise your hand. Who knows what blue devil is? Anybody know what blue devil is? <laughs> That's good shit. Um, no, blue devil is an additive that we can put in our, uh, they're, they're, they make an oil one that's you know supposed to fix your rear main seal. They make a water one that goes in your radiator that's supposed to fix your head gasket. If I pour an additive in my radiator and I start my car and I drive, does it fix my head gasket? Does it temporarily patch my head gasket? Yeah. So detox is blue devil. When you come in and you're here for detox, you're doing a quick oil change, adding some additives to the motor. You might spray some armor all on the dash a little bit. You might put some tire wet on your tires, but you're using the kind you don't wipe, the lazy kind. That'll make your car look good when, it, when you pull out of the driveway. And you might get up the road a piece. You might even make it home. But the second time you start that car, that additive is no longer doing what it's going to do. It's already done everything it's going to do. So if you were nursing a blown head gasket, odds are you're going you're gonna to be back to the point where there's water in your oil. And you're going to be back to the point where you're overheating on the side of the road. You're going to be back to the point where you're trying to fix that car again. Rehab is a little different. Rehab is like pulling your car into the garage and talking to the mechanic about it and trying to find out what the hell is really wrong with my car. I'm having all these problems. Gauges are acting funny. It won't start three quarters of the time. I have to bang on the battery. I have to climb under and tap the starter with a hammer. You start finding out these things that you've been doing. Who's driven a fucking 30 year old car down the road, pumping the brakes every time you got to a stop sign or a stoplight? winding your power steering to the point where you can literally hear it hitting the inside of the hood because you turned a little too sharp on the last parallel parking that you fucked up. Anybody dealt with those things? Did you learn how to drive that car? You learned how to drive that car with all of its problems, all the things that were wrong with it. You continued to operate that piece of machinery to the best of your ability. And the more it broke down and the more it didn't run right, the more you adjusted how you drive it. You drive a little differently. You don't, if your brakes are weak, you slow down way before you get to the stop sign. Way before. And you pray to God you're going to be able to pump them up before you get there. Right? If your headlights are burned out and you see 5-0 up the top of the hill, you hold your high beams on while you go up the hill? <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Because we learn how to fake it. 
We learn how to fake it to make sure nobody sees what's going on with us. When you get into a rehab situation, you get the opportunity to do something amazing. If you went out tomorrow and you bought a 1971 Mazda, you know, Mazda rotary engine, you know, a little RX-6, that thing's going to run for shit. It's going to run for shit because it's got a bunch of miles on it. But if you took it home to your garage and you broke it down and you took every bolt apart and you took every single body panel off and you took the seats out and you vacuumed the carpet and you spray painted the frame with a rust inhibitor and then you put it all back together and you put lock, you put lock juice on every single bolt and, and, and you and you. You did your best to not round anything off as you were cranking it down. And if you did, you changed that bolt. All that effort that went into rebuilding that car from the frame up is going to pay off for a long time. We talked about just a minute ago trying to drive a car that was fucked up, trying to drive a car that had been broken for a long time and you adjusted how you dealt with it. Anybody see the symbolism there? We've been driving cars that have been fucked up for a long time and we've adjusted how we did it. We adjust how we make eye contact in a public place. We adjust how far we walk from 5-0 when they come in the room. We adjust whether or not the manager leaves the desk and goes and watches the camera while we're in the store, don't we? We adjust how we react to all that stuff. So if I took that car that you've been driving around that's been fucked up and I took it away from you and I gave you a brand new Tesla, do you know how to drive it? You know how to operate the vehicle but do you know how to drive it? No, but you'll learn how to drive it, but you're going to have to adjust because you've been driving it, a car that's been broken for so long that your reaction time has changed. How you handle situations on the road has changed. But if you drive a car that is fully functioning and operational, all of a sudden you get to relax and just enjoy the drive. You don't have to work so hard to operate the car anymore. Now you can just enjoy the ride. So we don't have the luxury of turning our bodies into a brand new Tesla. We do have the luxury of breaking down the frame rails and taking this 1967 Mustang with a 289 Hypo and turning that motherfucker into a show car. We have that opportunity. I did not get the clean time I have by operating a fucked up truck. I got the clean time I have by tearing in and digging into my subconscious and finding out what has torn me apart from the inside. What damaging things have I done to my own motor as, as I lived my life dirty? I have had to learn that operating a clean, fully functioning car is a whole lot easier. I don't have to try so hard. All I have to do is just enjoy the ride. So I'm asking you guys today in here, I want you to consider this a garage and I want you to consider the staff members, whether it's BHA counselor, administration, kitchen staff, doesn't matter. I want you to consider them to be master mechanics. I want you to consider those people who have show cars that they show in Carlisle twice a year. I want you to consider these people to have taken time to learn the ins and outs of American motor freight so that they can build Harleys out of old pieces of shit from the seventies. Those people do it myself included, 100% purely out of love, 100% purely out of love and devotion to stop seeing candles get put up on that wall. We're tired of sending cars to the junkyard. We're tired of seeing cars get scrapped. We're tired of seeing them broke down into parts and sold amongst themselves. We want to see you guys break your car down to the frame, 
rebuild it. And by that, I mean, dig into your traumas, talk to your friends, your counselor, talk to all the people about what has gone on inside you that has led you here. You may get an aha moment that you're not aware of. Somebody might say that one sentence to you that brings you to tears because all of a sudden they hit something that you had never thought of before. If you're struggling with drug dreams, recognize that that is you reaching into your past and identifying your own traumas. That's the shit we got to talk about. We can't rebuild a motor unless we rip it apart. We have no choice but to tear in as deep as we can and rip our past apart. We got to talk about what's wrong. If you pulled into the mechanic to have him fix a car, you're not going to not tell him about the squeaky rear wheel. You're going to tell him about that. You're going to say, hey, my brakes don't work. And every time I hit them, front end goes, boop, 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 boop. so he's going to go, oh, you got a bad rotor because you didn't know you had a bad rotor. But if you say, this is the problem I'm experiencing, the master mechanic can usually tell you what it is without even looking at your car. So I'm asking you guys today to dig in, replace the bolts, sand down the rusty spots, put new crush gaskets in when you rebuild that motor. Make sure your pistons are seated right. There's no more time for additives. There's no more time for STP oil treatment. There's no more time for I'm going to top it off every three days because it leaks oil real bad. Fuck that. If you're not changing your oil, you're just continuing to perpetuate the leak, aren't you? So today, I want you to dig in and build that car from the frame up. I want you to identify where the problems are, identify the motor problems you're having, identify the physical problems that you're having, talk about them, bring them up, and identify them so you can work on them. If you have ever rebuilt a motor in a car, if you took that car with the rebuilt motor the very first time out and you lined up on the track next to somebody, and you decided to race, but you have done no body work to that car. You haven't fixed any rusty body panels. You haven't taken away any of the bad suspension parts that you know are blown out. Because every time you make a left-hand turn, it goes, ka -ka 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 -ka. You, as, as you hit the line and the lights turn and you decide to race this guy with your brand new motor because it's badass, but you haven't done any work on the car, what's going to happen? It's going to throw the motor right out of the hood. I've actually seen it happen on the drag rail where a motor just turns sideways and bounces across the track and leaves a car sitting there. So if you're going to take the time to do your treatment work, if you're going to take the time to work on your habits and your bad, you know, your, your criminal behaviors and your addictive thinking, if you're going to take all that, that's motor work. But it's also important to not shove food in your face nonstop. It's also important to not put yourself in a place where you're physically breaking yourself down. We smoke a lot of cigarettes in here. The majority of us. That is not fixing our cars, is it? I mean, I'm a smoker and I'll, I'll admit my own faults here. But by pumping those cigarettes into myself, I am not doing anything positive for my car. By working on the traumas that I've dealt with, my, my, my motor is running great right now. My motor is running amazing. Up to and including last week, you guys got to see me negatively react to a situation by doing what? leaving the room because what I was going to do and say was not going to help anybody. It was going to make me feel better for three seconds. And then it was going to put me into a point of embarrassment and remorse. I don't need any of that. I don't need the anger. I don't need the embarrassment. And I certainly don't need the remorse. I carry enough of that all by myself. But I learned that that day my motor was firing great, but my body was not. 
So I removed myself from the situation. So I'm asking you today to put the work into the motor and the body. Put work into the entire car and make it the greatest car you've ever seen. Make Build yourself to be the car you've always wanted. You know? You guys understand what I mean? You understand the symbolism I'm talking about? So a guy like this gentleman here who walks around literally using additional support, his car is going to take some different repair. But he's working on his motor like nobody in the room right now. If y'all don't believe it, talk to him. If you haven't talked to him in four or five days, try again. Because <laughs> he's really pulling it around. I talked about my misjudging character. When you guys come in brand new, because I like to admit my own faults. This gentleman here, his first day, I thought, my God, he's going to be a problem. Man, he's going to be a problem. He's tough to deal with. Now he's rapidly turning into one of those big Roman pillars in the front of the porch that's holding up the awnings. You know what I mean? He's one of the ones. Because he's doing the work on his motor and the body of his car. And he's taking time to talk about it. And if you find yourself clammed up and isolated, recognize that the mechanic can't hear you think. He cannot. But the mechanic will listen to everything you tell him and try his best to figure it out. Today, I've had two clients come to me with some you know, personal stuff and talk to me about this stuff. And I did not just drop an answer on them because that's not going to help them. But telling them that I want to take time, think about it, and then address the situation later where we can both talk about it with clear heads, I've done the right thing for that person, for those people. And I will continue to do that. I'm asking you guys to just take the page from my book. Understand, listen, process, react. I'm going to say it again. Understand, listen, process, react. Don't put react up front. Don't, because you will hurt them and you. Which brings me to my favorite point of the day. Where's my detox clients? I got one right there. We're going to yell. We're going to yell. So if it bothers your ears, I suggest you hold them. <laughs> so there's three things. These are actions, not just words that I ask of you guys to do every single day. For everything that happens to you, everything that was taken from you, everything that you got and everything you gave away, I want you to be grateful. And when you have interactions with another human being, living creature on this plane of existence, cat, dog, tree, flower, I want you to be kind. And when you walk into a room that just feels like it's wrong in there, and it didn't feel wrong in here today, it felt amazing in here today, I want you to be the one that is love where there isn't any. And then I am, there it is. For everything that I'm given, for everything that I gave away, for everything that I pawned, and everything I never, ever, ever want back, I will be grateful. For every interaction I have with another human being or living creature on this plane of existence, I will thank them and I will be kind. And when I walk into a room that smells like a trap house and fuel oil, I will be loved where there is none. Who's happy they're clean today? Who made it five minutes? Five. Who's going to make five more? Five. Who's going for six? Woo, who feels good today? <laughs> what are y'all doing here at White Deer Run? What are y'all doing to that nasty old addiction that you left outside? And what are you doing to your treatment plan today? Crushing this shit. I'm Troy and I'm an addict. Thanks for letting me share. I gave y'all four minutes to smoke about it. Come on. <laughs>